0: Hi, this is Stay, and I am your host, Takesha August. On this podcast, you'll hear conversations and content dedicated to trust, love, and honoring our intuition. From birth to motherhood, from work to womanhood. Collectively, we will be cultivating peace, joy, confidence, and community. The foundational elements of thriving in a well-lived life and sharing some laughter along the way. Here's to new patterns, healed hearts, and becoming the masters of our own self-preservation. You are invited to stay with your heart, with your body, and with me. Welcome. Hi, friends, and welcome to Stay. This is Takesha, and our episode today is going to be something a little different, because it's me. This is the episode where I get to share a potent point, um, and up until now, we've had some really amazing conversations with some really incredible and really smart women that I have had the honor to meet and know and collaborate with out in the internet streets. But today I want to chat with you briefly about something that I find to be a sticking point for a lot of women, a lot of my clients, um, and was once a sticking point for myself. And that was persistence. Persistence. And I'm not talking about persistence from the place of, um, you know, hustle culture and, you know, clawing your way to the top and these images that we get of, you know, people surpassing all odds despite, you know, what their health has to say, what their body has to say, what their family has to say. But I'm talking about staying steadfast to the inner vision that is within you, the thing that's in your bones that you just know you're supposed to do next. It may not be your whole life's purpose, but it is definitely the the assignment that you have next. But then there's something that kind of gets in the way. Maybe it's a partner um, that isn't supportive. Maybe it's a breakup. Maybe it's a job loss. Maybe it's... um, you know, maybe you maybe you have a boss that is a jerk and um, does everything in their power to stand in the way or discourage you from moving forward with the things that you feel called to do next. And it can be really disheartening to feel like, gosh, I'm just either so tired or so worn or so broke or so depleted. Or um, in the case of many of the women that I work with, um, a pregnancy has has kind of, you know, <laughs> interrupted the journey and they feel conflicted. Like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be really thrilled and really happy about this pregnancy and this baby that's coming. And also, maybe we didn't plan for it. Maybe I didn't really believe that our efforts were going to turn into anything, Maybe I don't know what to do next in my life because now I've got to reshape and reformat my life to make space for a baby when I'm not quite sure if my partner is going to pull their weight or if I have a support system that I can lean on and it's just going to be another thing that I that I want to do really well, but will I have the capacity to do it? And it kind of makes you want to pause and stop doing things. I remember when my son was um, he wasn't quite one and uh, my partner and I had separated at the time and I you know found a, another place to live and I was like, you know I'm just gonna we're gonna figure this out and not long after that I lost my job and <laughs> it was a, it was a really strong plot twist turning point as if the heavens, the universe, (laughs) the whole of mother nature had made a full pivot, um, and made it loudly enough that I felt it in my bones. And I was like, Oh, Oh crap. What am I going to do? What, what is, you know, I thought I was, I thought I was on the right track. I thought I had done everything right. I thought I had checked all the boxes. I was good. I was smart I was early. I stayed late. I, you know, did all the things. Supportive partner. I, you know, got the d- degrees and all the stuff, right? And I remember it. I, I had um, in the town that I had moved to. I had joined a church because I was really feeling isolated and alone, and just needed a community. And the easiest way that I knew of to grow or expand my community was to join a church. So I joined this church and I found this wonderful group of women that um, I was invited to meet with for a Bible study at one of the women's homes. and it was so great. like I felt like, oh wow, I, I belong here. I can bring my little boy with me and you know they accept us. And we went we all went to lunch one day with another woman who wasn't always there regularly. And I was telling her um, what I was really excited about in my life coming up next. I decided I wasn't going to go back to work in an office. I didn't want to have to put my son in daycare again, um, at least for the foreseeable future. Because I had already had this vision um, that if I had children, I wanted to be home with them for at least the first year. I wanted to have extended nursing, and which you know, <laughs> I was only able to nurse for about ten months. Um, but I I had this vision before I had even become a mother, and I wanted to be committed to that vision. And I was telling her about the business that I was starting, and um, at that time it was a blog, and I was going to, I didn't clearly know what I was going to do, but it felt like the right next step. And she said to me, well, I hope you realize that whatever plans you have for your life, you're just going to have to wait for 18 years. Like There's no way that you can do the things that you want to do in these early years of his life. You're just going to have to do the things that you have to do. And then once he's 18, you can get back to enjoying your life or living your life or doing the things that you feel like you want to do. And that to me was so jarring. It was like, what? what pause my life for 18 years why would i ever like that never even dawned on me that that to me made it seem like being a mother was like some punishment some life sentence and some people see it in that way and they do and they do so joyfully and they're like you know i'm just gonna all these other things that i had planned for my life i'm just gonna stop them and i'm just gonna fully throw myself into what i imagine to be a good mother, right? But I saw, I I, I didn't see them as mutually exclusive things. I saw the possibility of being an incredible mother and also building a business and making an impact in other women's lives. And I saw it so clearly and it wasn't the how of, of, of the whole vision wasn't clear, but I was in trust. I trusted that um, the God of my understanding that got me to that place and was holding me and keeping me from losing my mind at that point um, would also hold me as I move forward into this new endeavor. Because at that point still, I was I was still able to pay my bills. I was still able to put food in, in our mouths. Um, and so I saw everything as possible. And I remember feeling so sad for this particular woman. Um, and thinking like, wow, there are so many other people in the world who imagine that if, if one thing happens, then the other things can't happen. And which of course it makes things more of a challenge. Was it a little bit more of a challenge for me to logistically figure out, okay, how am I going to do this thing that I'm doing and also be present as a mother and as a single mother at the time? Yeah, it's totally a challenge. And then on top of that are the things that happen in life. There are people that get sick. There are people that die. There are, you know, surprise bills that you forgot about, or you know, maintaining friendships and the arguments that happen, and you know the the highs and lows of co-parenting for me at that time. And you know, there's there's so many things that can happen, and so many things that can just make you feel like I don't I don't have what it takes to do this thing. So what I want to invite you to consider if this is you, if you've gotten to a place in your life where all the all the boundaries, all the bound all the barriers, all the bricks um that are spread out before you just seem way too massive for you to consider moving forward in the vision or the thing that you were once excited about. I want you to know that what's in you is designed to come out of you. What's in you is designed to grow and you have what you need on the inside to nourish that thing. And I also want you to know that the way it comes out of you may not look the way that you imagined. It may not be neat. It may not be pretty. It may not be graceful or silent or dainty. And, you know, I, I tend to think of things um, through the lens of birth and birthing because I feel like that is one thing that we all have in common. We all entered into this world through a birthing process of some kind. And that seems to be the first opportunity for learning for all of us we were able to survive in an environment that was small and dark and when it was our time to arrive on this planet earth side many of us had to contort our bodies and squeeze and and be pressed and pushed some of us had to be jarred out through the opening of a wound but regardless of how we entered into the world, we made it here and we had to adjust from breathing from inside of the womb through our own organ of the placenta, that's a whole nother conversation, to breathing outside of the, room, the womb with our lungs, taking in oxygen and having a whole new perspective of the world that probably felt like sensory overload. Oh my gosh, what is going on? And because we were able to enter into the world in this way, through the vessel of of a woman's body, regardless of whether that woman was nurturing or mothering, we all made it here. We made it here. We've made it to this point where we can even be in this place listening to this message right now. And so if we can make it through that experience, that miracle of an experience, which is also another conversation because just the miracle of of a sperm and an egg meeting at the at the right time for you to have taken form and become a human being. That in and of itself is so unlikely. The odds are completely stacked against all of us in, in that regard. And yet we made it. And there are probably so many other experiences that you have made it through that you have now in hindsight, you look back like, wow, that wasn't quite as big as I thought, or that was so big. And yet I, I did it. And giving yourself permission to let your process be your process. When it comes to birth, it's so important that birthing people allow their process to be their process. They have all these imaginations about, oh my gosh, well, what if I do this? Or what if this happens? Or what if I'm sweating? Or what if I scream? Or what if... It will be what it needs to be in order for what's in you to get out. So the vision that you have for your life It may not come out with all the beautiful colors. You may not get a shout out from Oprah or Beyonce or any other influencer to make your thing happen. But if it is meant for you and you show up and you breathe through it and you allow yourself to be stretched and you trust your body and you trust your wisdom and you trust your God and you trust your process then what's in you will arrive. It will come out. It will take as long as it takes. And once it's out, that's not the end of the road. That's not the end of the process. You must nurture it. You must show up for it. You must breathe and you must care for yourself so that you have the capacity to continue showing up for that thing. Mothering anything, whether it's a vision, a human a four-legged creature. It requires our presence and rest is necessary for presence. Nourishment is necessary for presence. And in order to be persistent, we have to have a combination of all of those things. Have you ever been in a situation where you're just so tired that your physical body is so tired maybe you've worked a long, long hours or maybe you you know you are under the weather or just anything where your, your physical body feels so tired nothing else matters but sleep like i don't even care what's happening right now i just need to go to sleep our soul can be in that same state our spirit can be in that same state where if we don't take the time to consistently give our soul what it needs to feed our soul the things that allow it to thrive. For all of us, it looks different. Maybe it's connecting with with people that make you laugh. I know for me, um, it has evolved over the years. And I always said, well, I'm an introvert. I do really well on my own. But what I have learned is that sometimes introversion can be an excuse for avoiding the people that actually don't nourish you, right? So there are a group of women who, when I'm around them, I just feel the joy in my bones. Like It feels like my blood is vibrating beneath my skin and we laugh and we connect and we hug and we share our hearts and our thoughts and all these things and I feel uplifted and I feel like I've been refilled. So maybe you have those experiences with someone or doing something. Maybe there's an activity that fills you up with that kind of joy. I also love hotel rooms. I I had um, the opportunity to stay in a really nice hotel room. I had some points and I was going out of town for a retreat and I stayed the night in a hotel and I'd forgotten how much I love, Like I get giddy over a good hotel room like it's it's something my mother and I have in common and I walk into a really nice hotel room and I just I want to jump on the bed, I want to roll on the floor, which I did not. <laughs> but I just I feel it in my body. I feel that welling of like, oh my god, this is so amazing. So what is it for you? Is it an amazing meal? Is it intimacy? Is it connecting with sister friends? Is it painting? Is it writing? Is it getting outside and doing an activity? What is it for you? It's important to have that spiritual go bag at the front of your heart. So in those days where you just don't feel like showing up, when you, when you feel those days stretching and stacking one on top of the other, and those days turn into weeks and those weeks turn into months, And I know many people are experiencing that right now with, um, you know, we're still presently in a pandemic and there are many of us in different parts of the world who are experiencing this very differently. Some people are still in lockdown. Some people aren't able to see family members or friends. Some people are still experiencing losing loved ones. And so regardless of your experience or what's happening You can hold multiple things. You can be in the process and the experience of grief, of exhaustion, of sadness, of depression, of overwhelming anxiety, and also turn an eye towards your spiritual go bag. What is that thing? How can you access a piece of it, if not all of it? Maybe call that friend. Maybe pull out your paints your paper what is it for you so that's that's it that's essentially the point that i wanted to share that whatever it is that you feel called to do don't allow anything to get in the way of that process there are things that might stunt the the growth of the process for that moment it might slow down the laboring Of that process, but allow yourself to go through every stage of that persistence, that energetic birthing process that you need for your life because you deserve to hold what's in you and you deserve to see what's in you walking around the world, impacting, serving, doing, loving, and breathing the breath. That was made for only that thing take care of yourself and take care of one another